podcast that takes the act of writing, which can sometimes be not easy, and tries to make it less not easy. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. This week, it's time to make some friends, to get to know new people, which these days, not easy to do. Um, the good thing is, is that the people we're going to get to know aren't real. So <laughs> <laughs> Make some imaginary friends. <laughs> My favorite kind of socialization, really. <laughs> fake people. Yeah, so we're going to talk about um, getting to know your characters. Uh, it's an important step of the process, something that I am learning to take some patience with. I like to rush through, um, but it's an important thing to do and can sometimes be kind of tricky. And we've talked about this in a couple ways before, um, right. but I want to kind of discuss some other processes of just of like like getting like I said getting to know them not just like filling out a sheet not just you know working out their psychology which is another thing we've talked about but like making them real by different things to get to know them I'm so good with words Melissa I should be a writer <laughs> you know what's that word huh what's the word yeah, again you know, I'm looking for yeah you know when, I, when I'm writing I can stop and I can look it up and I can edit it darn it that's why I do this anyway so the reason this came about is I am starting a new project woohoo um, you may remember from previous episodes where I've been dissecting mysteries, uh, I am now learning from those mystery guts lying everywhere, um, and I'm starting a new thing. And what I'm doing this time is I'm making sure I spend a lot of time getting to know my characters. So I thought we could talk about that process a little bit. Yeah. I'm curious. I want to know what you've, what you've changed and what you've learned and like how, what you're experimenting with, because I've had some breakthroughs too on how I think about characters through my own therapy <laughs> like which, yeah you know we've talked a lot about how much we love therapy and everybody should do it so go get some therapy yes. uh Please. so yeah I'm excited to hear what you're doing to get to know your characters better so what I'm trying to do I at this point I'm I'm really holding myself back I am not thinking about the story yet um, and this came from that Elizabeth George book, which, again, I had the name of it, and now I can't remember it. I keep wanting to call it A Writer Prepares, but it isn't that at all. Um, you know, I'm going to look it up, and I'll make sure it's in the show notes, because it's driving me crazy that I don't have it. Yeah. They can't come up the title. I think it's in the show notes for last week, so I'll copy Good. it over. <laughs> <laughs> you should have read them. <laughs> Busted. Um, yeah, so she she spends a lot of time with her characters. And I, when she was writing... Um, Careless and Red, this was like the 10th, 12th something of the series. So she knew some of the people really well. I have no idea. I have, I, I came up with the setting first. I was like, what, what kind of setting am I interested in? And I picked a college town. And so then I started to populate it with people. Now I'm just making my little play set here and started to think about the characters. And now I'm really going one by one and sort of talking about them. I'm, you know, I, I'm making notes and stuff. I got an iPad for Christmas, so I'm making notes on an iPad with my little pencil. And I feel really high tech. Um, and again, still, I have no idea who's going to die, <laughs> which might be hard. It might be hard to kill somebody because I might start to like these people too much. <laughs> I don't know who's going to kill them. But what's happening is I'm making discoveries, which for me is my favorite part of writing, are the discoveries that happen as you go. I don't know why. That just feels more natural to me. And so I'm starting to see like, oh, okay, I'm going to have this guy you know, walk around at night. He, he, he's, he can't sleep, so he walks around at night. Oh, maybe I'll be able to use that. As opposed to trying to have to come up with everything on the spot, I'm just kind of giving myself stuff, stuff, 
giving myself stuff to work with. So that's my new start to things. What do you think? Just go for it. <laughs> just play. <laughs> like just, but I mean, it, it's really yeah. like allowing them to like what intuitively feels right as you're in the mm-hmm. moment um, with those individual characters and seeing what comes up on the page. I think what's helping me is that I'm not, because I've freed myself from the expectation of the role that this character has to play, I'm just making a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that helps a lot, and I can visualize them better. Um, I also think I, I like this setting a lot. So, you know, like, I know their job, right? Okay, this is a professor, and I know, um, and I start to kind of see who they are. Like, what, what's their role? Okay, well, how'd they get there? And how, what's their background? What are some of the challenges they're facing? And what's their what's their living space like? And I'm not writing, you know, volumes. I'm not doing, you know, I just, but I'm I'm sitting down with them. I spend like a day with each one. And I'm kind of, you know, what's their deal? What are they? What are they about? Where do they come from? How they get here? Who do they know? What do they think about that person? And um, it's hard because I want to start writing so bad, uh, but I'm not letting myself do it yet. I'm making myself go through this list, and I have like 15 different characters um, that I'm again I've populated my little world with. So I, so I'm really kind of thinking of it like a like a place that like I used to do when I was a kid. You know, yeah. I'm sitting in my my little closet recording studio and. Up on a shelf in here are my stuffed animals that I had when I was a kid. And my brother and I used to play with them a lot. And they all had their own distinct characters. They all had a name. They all had a character. All pretty much the same voice. Um, they all, for some reason, had the same uh, speech impediments. But that's not important right now. That's, um, <laughs> that's typical, though, but, right? You know, it's like, it's <laughs> a try. I mean, like, that's what you do. You have. Yeah, they were adorable. Yeah. Um, it's no range. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, come on. We were seven. What do you want? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you know, what we would do is we'd, we'd have our, our characters, you know, and we'd know who they were, and then we would play with them. Or I'm also playing a lot of D&D, right? And so I'm seeing that happen, where you come in with these characters, and you give them a situation, and then the things happen, um, which is not how I've worked on it before. So yeah. I'm basically, you know, thinking about my little stuffed animals here, my, these, little, these little toys in my playset. And I'm defining who they are. And I'm, I'm like drawing maps of the campus and drawing maps of the town. I love maps so much. They spark my imagination so much. So I'm just trying to go with, at this point, what's fun and and working on that. I, I'm not sure what I'm going to do from here. I was trying not to write yet, but we'll see. What are some of the things that you've done to to get to know what should I do next? Any suggestions or... I mean, I think what you're doing is is right, is like allowing yourself to find the character and their interest, their voice, um, because again, character drives action. It's not the other way mm-hmm. around. It shouldn't be the plot driving the character. And I think it like things feel so clunky when you're like, but this killer has to have this thing and they have to show mm-hmm. up at this spot. Uh, and then you're trying to work backwards and they're just a device. They're just, they're not real yeah. fleshed out um, characters that feel like people. Uh, for me, I think the the challenge that I've been facing is, or I guess it's not even a challenge, it's a realization of how nuanced people are and how complex mm-hmm. we are. I think when we're d- building yeah. characters, we're so like, this is the hero, this is the villain, or we're like, oh, they have this one flaw. Like, But we don't make these dimensional characters who are who have one persona for their business life and one persona for their personal life and they show yeah. up differently with their sister than they do with their best friend than with their parents than with their kids right and so it's like how do you create 
characters that um, aren't always showing up the same. Mm -hmm. Or like, I feel like we have this push of people who are like, well, I don't understand a character who like makes this bad decision or makes this bad choice. I once read a review that was like, I don't like this book because the character cheats and I don't like cheaters. (laughs) I'm like, Like, well, okay. Like that's vague and broad. Um, But it was like, it was one aspect of their life. And so it's like to be able to like, how do you create characters that are much more rich than that? So that like, hey, like, they could be a viable suspect in this crime. But, like, there's also maybe some good things that they're doing. So, like, that enriches the story because then you're like, but I kind of like this character. I don't really want them to be the killer. Or I understand why they did this action. Or isn't that sad that they had this life experience that led them to this place? Exactly. Yeah, you you get to know them and so you care. Like, that's because that's what humans do. We have empathy with people we know. And I think that's... It's important to do, and, and it helps hide the killer, right? Because they're right. they're a person, right? yeah. So that's nice. That's a good thing for a mystery, um, and it helps also uh, helps me figure out what biases they might have. Biases, Bi- yeah. How they're blind biased. spots, right? Yeah. Yeah. So again, help me hide some clues because I know like they're not going to think about that because they are they have this worldview, um, and I find that trying to come up with those things on the fly in media res while I'm trying to write is really hard for me because I when I'm writing I just want to get it, get it done I don't like I don't like to, to stop and do stuff so I'm hoping I can preload all this stuff I mean I'm still gonna have to stop it's still gonna be a mess it's always difficult um I mean it really is so I yeah. I, I feel like I'm gonna keep trying to uh, keep trying to find a way to make it easy and it, it isn't but um I think I think that this is gonna help me a lot and plus it's fun I'm, I'm enjoying it and I'm excited about the project I'm not thinking about how to put a plot together. I'm thinking about this fun place that I like to be. My little fantasy world. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I'm escaping. Escape is good. (laughs) Now, one thing I I have heard in various workshops and things like that is to write other scenes, just like kind of uh, uh, pretend scenes with people. You know, like you interview them or you talk to them. have you ever done anything like that? I have. I don't do it a lot anymore, but I did it for a while. I don't. I think mm-hmm. I stopped doing that as I moved to television. So I do think it's a helpful mm-hmm. exercise when I was writing fiction, where I would like do a mock interview, or I'd be like, "Oh, I'm planning a trip with this character. Like, what are we mm-hmm. doing? Like, just asking myself those kinds of questions." I think with film and television, it's a little different because you're also like leaning on an actor, like you're leaving space yeah. for an actor to also identify and come up with some of the things for the character and their backstory. So I don't do it as much anymore. So do you think that as a as a writer of dramatic uh, uh, pieces um, that you can't do as much much character work or you don't want to do as much character work or, or you like, you know, but the actor might make a different choice and you'll just deal with that or... How is that different? I think it's I think it's different in that I spend more time thinking on the psychological profile of the character, the like okay. core motivations, the core personality. Um, and give, it's like I'm giving them guardrails of like, this is the realm of this character so that then they mm-hmm. can figure out like, 
the nuanced stuff. But when I was writing fiction, I was like, oh, and they have this little tick or they do this little yeah. like thing. Oh, okay. say, sure. You know, like all of those other little things or even appearance. Like I don't do as much with physical appearance anymore because I don't want to limit casting of roles. So like yeah. that was an adjustment that I had to make where I like stopped doing like the big profiles that some will say you have to do when you're writing fiction. But yeah, I think it's more guardrails and parameters around Interesting. how is this character going to respond to something or what are like the major events in their lives that are shaping the way they see the world so that they have some mm-hmm. framework. Yeah, you got to give them something to work with without giving them the whole job. That's tricky. Yep. That's an interesting... And, and have, have you ever done acting? Uh, Yes. <laughs> not <Okay>. well, to... <laughs> But yes. Oh, that's not important. But you've you've done that. Yeah. 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 Um, So you've been on the other side, you know, that, Mm -hmm. which for me was always the trick. I'm like, just tell me, what do do you want me to do? (laughs) I wasn't a very good actor either. It is a balance, right? It's very much a balance because then they're like, why is my character doing this? What do they want to do? Tell me. And I just didn't see this stuff. Like, Like, I would do a scene and then the teacher would be like, oh, well, what about this because of that and this because of that? I'm like, oh, I didn't think of that. So, oh, well. Um, Oh, there's something else I was going to ask you. Now I can't remember what it was. Oh, 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 here we go. I remember this. So here's another thing. Well, since we're talking about this, how do you feel about character descriptions in books? I mean, we've talked about how we can't really do too much in um, in a screenplay or dramatic art where the actor's appearance is a thing. I mean, obviously, you're going to give critical information, you know, of enough to for them to have some idea of who they're casting, but not too much. Um but like in books, are you a big fan of the, you know, he had blonde hair and blue eyes and a pointy nose and a big fat chin and a, you know, I don't know, and wore this shirt and that thing. And, and or do you like to leave it up to the to the reader's imagination more? I like to leave it up to the reader's imagination because when I read books, I um I don't pay attention to those details. Like Same. like I won't remember them. <laughs> like it'll give me like one quick snapshot and then it'll be gone and I won't remember them. And oftentimes I will just pick it like, you know, I attach to an actor or I attach to some mm-hmm. some image in my mind and that's the character. And uh yeah, so like I like to leave that flexibility. Also, I will say that I read a lot of romance books and I was reading um, like contemporary romance and erotica. And for some reason, like there's like every guy had like brown hair and green eyes mm-hmm. and every woman was pale. And I was like, I'm not yeah, pale, black. I'm black. So like, it's, yeah. it's like, it always took me out when they did those kinds of like mm-hmm. very specific details. And I'm like, oh, well, like, why does everybody have to be so pale? <laughs> this is not yeah, a vampire book. <laughs> right. Yeah, that I, I, I like that, too, because it leaves it open. And we're just going to insert a point here for us all to take a moment to think about how awesome Bridgerton is. <sighs> yeah, OK. I haven't got finished it, so no spoilers. But um, yes. OK. But I want to um, read the I, books now. And me too. I want yeah, to I, like I can't listen to the audiobook because the narrator, who I'm sure is, is lovely, is like I I want to see the characters and I can't connect her voice to the char- the actors. Yeah. So like now I have to read the book because oh, <laughs> no. I want to keep the do? actors in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now do you? Okay, we're going off topic. And, and if, <laughs> if you haven't, if you're not into Bridgerton, if you don't care, I don't know. Like skip ahead a little bit. But we're just we have to talk about this. Was do you know if the books were originally as diverse? as the cast is in the 
show or was that something that um, Madame Shonda did to make things better or what? Yeah, that they're not diverse. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Ah, well. It was all Shondaland. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And, and they were very sneaky about it too because like the first couple shots, it's all white people. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll leave all these white people. That's weird. It's Shonda Rhimes. Why is all these white people here? And oh, oh there's a black person. They're serving <laughs> them. Ta- oh, wait, no. Oh, I see what you're doing. Oh, you sneaky person. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> like, and let's meet the queen. What? Yes! <laughs> queen, okay. Yeah, it's awesome casting. Right. Oh, my God. So good. So good. Um, all right. Anyway, that's okay. We're done talking about Bridgerton for now because this is not a Bridgerton podcast, I guess. Um <laughs> So I think what I'm, I wouldn't just kind of wrap up this discussion uh, to kind of talk about what I think I'm going to do next. And I'm faking it here, people. Let's, you know, this is coming from experience and every book is different. And this is coming from what I've tried in other books. And, and, you know, so every time I do this, it's a new thing. I know some authors have a process and they follow the same thing. That is not so far who I I have turned out to be. Um everyone's different so if you were as a writer you don't feel like you have a process that's the same every time don't sweat it if you do cool whatever but so i think what i'm going to do is i'm I'm going through my list i'm kind of just doing a little short summary of people but then i think i'm going to go back and start getting more in depth i'm going to talk more about their background i'm going to talk more about what and i'm going to try to keep it um to the present to like right before the book starts right so what is it they're concerned about what is it they're uh, what is important to them, what is not important to them, um, and and try to eke out little details that I'll be able to use, um, little little physical details, little personality details, um, just really start to keep keep kneading the dough until I feel like I know them and I can I can bring them up in my head easily. Some of them are coming easier than others. Um, but I want to be able to, to tell myself, so when I see their name, boom, I know who they are just as well as I would if someone said, you know, oh, hey, your cousin Karen. Oh, and I see Karen, who looks exactly like Gal Gadot. It's really freaky. Um, she's gorgeous. Um, but, you know, like, I, that's what I'm trying to work toward. And I think when I'm at that point, I think I might be ready to start writing. What do you think? That's a good sign. <laughs> like, I like that. I think it's a good plan. It's a good theory. We'll see if it actually works out. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, I'm not going to like, I'm starting a new project. And the big takeaway for me is to think about not like I always start on these sort of milestone events, right? The like Mm -hmm. childhood wound or the big traumas. And often my characters like this person died and that sort of set that changed everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm looking at like the little continuous things that happen in their in their upbringing in their life um, that really shape again like how they're going to react to a situation or how they're going to internalize information Um, so I'm very fascinated in that and I'm trying to incorporate that more into my character development the prolonged exposure to certain types of people and events um, that shape who we are because honestly I think that people aren't aren't shaped by one event you know like one thing doesn't do it it's the it's the prolonged thing i think that's a really good good point we like to look at the big events because that's exciting you know and easier to understand but in fact it's that that long and then there's some stuff that just there is inborn right you might take two different people 
I also like to, to work backwards to say, all right, so here is this quality. What would make someone do that? Exactly. You know, and that's another fun thing. And yeah, we've gone super, super long today. <laughs> it's such a to complex about. topic. <laughs> it is. And so important, so important to all the stuff we do. And, and oftentimes the last thing you think about, because you want to get to the fun scenes and the fun places and this, the, you know, the, the stabbing and the kissing sometimes at the same time, you know, like that's what you, but you, you got to do with this other stuff first. And if I, like I said, if I think about it, you know, I'm playing with my Barbie dolls, let's get to know these Barbie dolls then that's good. Although, if they were like my Barbie dolls, they'd be uh, having sex a whole lot. <laughs> Why? <laughs> but, of course, they would be having sex by, like, bumping into each other, because uh, I didn't know, like, how that worked. It was like, oh, like this, clack, 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 clack. Yep, there you go, done. Oh, oh goodness. Well. Uh, so, if you want to know more about characters... <laughs> <laughs> Get some Barbie dolls. <sighs> Uh, yeah. So what I was going to add is that I do think like we have talked about this a lot and we have had other episodes with our evolved thinking about characterization yes. and how to create characters. So if you want to learn more or continue your masterclass on characterization, I will put in links to the uh, other episodes where we've talked about different aspects. Excellent. Yeah, because it's this is a big thing. This I don't think this is something that we can solve in a 20 minute episode. Um, and it's, there's a lot to it. So great. Well, I think we have uh, gone on long enough and, uh, I think we should let our listeners go. So remember everyone that writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.